Well, ladies and gentlemen, you don't often get an opportunity to listen to us do a cold start. Ice cold. Cold open. <laughs> cold but uh, ice. But here we are. I guess it happens to everybody uh, eventually. We're just sitting around the table talking about how we're going to handle this episode that we just recorded because we went long. Um, we got carried away talking yeah. about social media. Yeah. Our list got way too long and we didn't even get to the meat of the episode, right. which is Elon. Which yeah. means we got to do two episodes. So yeah. this is part one. We feel like we put together a lot of good content here. It's just, it was a lot of content. We, we don't can't wanna... expect listeners yeah. to, to listen to an hour and a half, two hour podcast. Exactly. So we figured what we would do with this one is you're going to hear an open that sounds like we are kicking into an episode where we're going to give you all of the latest news and updates on Elon Musk and his venture known as X. But really what you're going to do is you're going to hear us talk about um, sort of the impact of social media overall on our country, especially, but just on the world over the last decade or two. And we're going to cover that in this first episode. And then we'll uh, we'll give you a part two. So this is part one of a two episode arc. And part two, we will focus on Elon and give him his just due, I suppose. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. I am always Court Winsett. And Cameron Spann. The artist formerly known as Cameron Spann. Get mm. it right. <laughs> Okay, so this episode, we're going to talk about um, something that's very important to a lot of people. A lot of people may utilize this on a daily basis, some even by an hourly basis. Now, of course, I'm talking about social media. Social media, indeed. Social media. But what we're really going to be talking about is the social media formerly known as Twitter, which is now called X. Just X. Just it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, no. it, it just doesn't. I know what Elon Musk was trying to do. He was trying to rebrand. He wants it to be more than just a, a microblogging site. But, but why did he steal it from Prince? I mean, Prince did it better. Exactly. Had and a better symbol. You know, if you're going to go with an icon like Prince did, then come up with something more interesting than an X, for goodness sake. I know, I absolutely know for certain that, that Elon Musk has the ability to come up with some interesting stuff. Because, I mean, look at what he named his child, for goodness <laughs> sake. I can't pronounce It's just a bunch thing. of symbols. Yeah, I have no idea what that says. Maybe but. he was trying to be for, like, everybody because, you like pirates do X marks the spot. And as a little kid, you play tic-tac-toe and do learn your X's and your O's. And so X's. I, all right. Do you, your do, X's live in Texas? All my X's live in Texas. <laughs> anyway, I think Elon was just proud of his, his Falcon X. He's like X. That's what it's going to be X. after my but baby. But it's like X-Files, X-Men, X. Like, I mean, everybody is kind of going through this. I, I saw a tweet of X uh, something that was like, oh, great. Now journalists are going to have to put X, formerly known as Twitter, and it's going to cost more money now because you've got more words to say instead of just putting Twitter. What are they even called now? Because they're not people before in their normal language to be like, oh, I read a tweet or I tweeted, I tweeted, I did something. The New York Times says it's called a post. A tweet is now a post. Mm -hmm. But Mashable quoted Elon, the founder of X, as saying tweets are now called 
exes. I was doing some research for this, and there was among at least some journalists the kind of a, a, an uproar about Elon basically dictating or pronouncing that moving forward, it shall now be known as an X and not a tweet anymore. And they were like, you can't tell us how to talk. And, you know, getting all bent out of shape because Elon was trying to, to basically rename what a tweet is. And they were saying, we're going to call it what we want to. And while I don't think that people are necessarily going to continue to call them tweets, I haven't heard people continuing to call them tweets. What I have heard most people calling them, though, is not X's. I've heard people calling them posts. Which know. then he's trying to rebrand and make it something different. But post, you post on Facebook, you post on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So he just merged it all together and yeah. diluted, you know, what it was. Yeah. Twitter was the only thing where you tweeted, you know, every everywhere else you went, every other social media site, you post a video, you post a picture, you post a status, you post a whatever. Everybody's posting. On Twitter, you tweeted. And now that's gone. And Elon can only thank himself. Wondering why are we spending all this time talking about the name change? We are Bullcast Podcast. We are a financial podcast. But so much of social media is where a lot of people get their news. We are going into an election season soon, and there's going to be a lot of buzz on all the social media aspects. And so it's important to talk about these different ways that people are getting their information. And so it does have a role when it turns into your finance life. Our listeners are waiting with bated breath. Oh, yes. They are on edge. 100. Because, as they know, we have a segment that we do every now and then. What is going to happen to... Twitter nugs. Indeed. So that begs the question. What are we going to call it? What are we going to call Twitter nugs moving forward? It was my. It was one of my favorite segments just because it got... It, it allowed me to say... <gasps> Twitter nugs. And I'm not going to be able to say that anymore. Was Guys, that the that final was, time? That was probably the last time I'll ever say Twitter nugs. So what are we like going to call it? We played around with a few ideas. The obvious one was X marks the spot mm -hmm. as a replacement for X Twitter rated. nugs. X-rated. X-rated because we are rating X's. Yeah, not because we're doing anything X-rated. <laughs> um, we had a little bull cast powwow, uh -huh. and we decided on... We decided on... Drum roll. Drum roll, please. Crazy exes. Crazy exes. I think that's perfect. I think it's I mean, great. You know, everybody, ha first of all, everybody has a crazy ex. And also, you know, uh, the idea that these posts on this site called X might uh, from time to time be crazy is, is sort of what we like to play on when we do Twitter nugs. Um, but now it'll be crazy X's. Uh, we're still looking for the humor in this. And this is all, of course, assuming that X will remain around as a site. I know there are a lot of people out there uh, that are, are sort of rooting for its demise, I think because they, they don't like Elon Musk. So they're kind of hoping that it fails or whatever and that he's the reason that it fails. But you know, whether it survives or not, if it's still around and we still have a source for posts from it, then we will continue to offer you lists of funny posts from X and that list shall be known henceforth as Crazy X's. And to be clear... Today's episode does not feature a crazy exes list. We're just going to do a list list. Right. We're just doing a list list. The most famous social networking sites of all time. So this list, uh, the most famous social networking sites of all time. Starting it off with Facebook. And I mean, if you remember, Facebook has been around since 2004. And if you've watched the movie, The Social Network, which we know is one of Cam's favorites. Yep. 
this is definitely one that a lot of people use. A lot of people, um, that's where they'll get their news. They keep up with their families. I remember it used to be that you had to have an education email address in order to get access to this. So that coveted.edu. Yep. So I think mine was right before going into college. So back in 06. I guess when you signed on for your school, you you were immediately assigned a, a, an you, email address. You have an email you, address. I yeah. got mine in 06 too, the summer yeah. before I started school. And so the first thing, one of the first things you did was go to Facebook and get your Facebook. Well, account? because it was such a big deal because mm. my older brother was able to get one because he was at WashU, and so like you heard all this, and so of course you're like, I want to know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we had one of those campus tour guides, you know, that walks you around. They're all bubbly, and uh-huh. he was just like, you got to get a Facebook. It's the new thing. Everybody's doing it, and so of course all of us are like, ooh, let's sign on. Yeah, yeah. I actually got a Facebook uh, account. My first Facebook account was actually a year before y'all in 2000. Five, uh, because I had an email address uh, in law school. All of my classmates were on Facebook, and I was like, what is this thing? So I signed up for it and had the account for a couple of years. We'll call that my legacy account. It no longer exists. Anything <laughs> that I had on there is, is long gone because I had to delete it because when my wife found out that I had a Facebook account, she thought that it was like some sort of dating site or a way to, to meet the hot ladies or something, and she was not comfortable with that. So, And he used to really kind of be that. You know, I think at least initially, based on my understanding from the movie Social Network, that's kind of how it was conceived, was sort of a a digital Facebook, because every college used to have a Facebook that was basically the college directory that you would go through and, like, look at people, and, you you know, it had their picture next to their name and and data. Yeah, it was created as a a rival to hotornot.com, where mm -hmm. it will just pull up two random people from your school, and you rate who's the hotter one. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. Yeah. And the, the the brothers, the whatever brothers, that was their concept. Obviously, yep. uh, what's his name? Mark uh, Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg took that and and expanded on it significantly. But most people were coming off of MySpace, moving over to this as well, and mm-hmm. so it was the difference of that. If you look back at your memories, then all of the posts you did were like, "Is blah 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 blah," like, "Is having a bad day," "Is mm-hmm. you know doing this," and yeah. it's like, "Why did we say this?" And back then, it's like you had a very small group of people that were your friends. And so you were telling them, like, is heading to the main campus to go get some lunch. He wants yeah. to join me. So it was kind of a way to, like, mass text a bunch of people. Yeah. And then it changed from is, you know, court wins it is to uh, what's on your mind. Yeah, and so, the, how are you feeling? Yeah, a, and... lot of, a lot of my posts were, were like anti. I don't like Facebook asking me what's on my mind. What is it? What business is it of yours? What's on my mind? You know. So it's funny I, when we talked about it becoming X. What I think about X and social media, when I was in um, college, the sorority would set it up. And and now I've found out that they don't do this. They have a more discreet way of doing this. But you have certain standards you have to live up to if you're in a sorority. And so you can't post certain pictures. And these are rules that go like back to like the origin, like you can't be on elevated surfaces, you can't have alcohol, you can't wear um, your pin if you're not in pin attire, like very specific rules. And so if a standards member did not like a photo you posted or did not like something you posted at that point, I guess, then they would X your photo. They would comment with an X. And that was your notice of like, you've got to get this down. Mm. Now, apparently they just DM people and say like, hey, you need to take this picture down. But looking forward to the next one on this list, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm like, okay, so they're kind of merging together. The big focus of this episode is 
X's or Twitter's demise? Is there a demise? Are, are we watching it go down the drain? But uh, as at, le- at least as of right now, the number two on our list of popular social networking sites is still Twitter slash X. Of course, Twitter started off as a microblogging uh, site where you could just post 140 characters. It was just, you know, it was like, get it out, get it out quick. Now, of course, it's uh, 280, so they doubled it. Founded in 2006. I don't think I joined Twitter until like maybe 2008 or nine, and I ended up very early on deciding that I didn't like it. Very early on, when I first got on it, all of the stars that I was interacting with and trying to follow, all they were doing was was uh, using it to advertise stuff. Yeah. Right. I joined April 2011. I didn't realize it shows you mm-hmm. when you joined. And yeah, my my ex, my Twitter, my whatever is pretty sad because I'm a wordy person and I don't know how to be, be short with things. I joined Twitter in 09 or 10. When I was wrapping up college, I was a broadcast journalism major and we were basically forced to get a Twitter account because it was the first social media platform, like Court said, where you could interact with brands and famous people and other journalists. And so that was a great introduction into it. And also Twitter popularized the hashtag. Mm, That is true. It was initially a means to search for particular Twitter threads that you wanted to see what people were talking about, that you could search for that hashtag and it would... It would show you everybody that was talking about that particular hashtag. Yeah, right? for instance, if you were at Comic-Con and there's a Comic-Con hashtag, you could mm-hmm. click on that and it would pull up every post with that hashtag. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I initially set up my Twitter account in, in 2009. I just checked my profile and it, it's 2009. And the reason that I did it was because I was going to um, I was going to Comic-Con and there were a bunch of people that I followed that were comic book people and, you know, pop culture people that I followed that were going to Comic-Con and said, hey, follow us on Twitter and you can get updates about where we are and what we're doing while you're here at Comic-Con. So I followed them for that. And then I think shortly after Comic-Con, I never, never really looked at Twitter again. My tweets are so awful. I'm looking at these like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) I will say up until recently, Twitter was one of my go-tos. That was my news source. I'd wake up in the morning and read through it because I had accounts that I carefully selected to follow. And it was just a very succinct way of seeing what was going on in the day across the world. I have done the same thing on a different site, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that that different site in a little bit. But one of the things about the whole news aspect of Twitter that, that sort of bugs me, and I don't think I've talked about this on this podcast before, I use, a, for news, I use basically, I, there's a news aggregation site that I go to regularly. And I hate it when I see an article headline that I want to read more about, and the article, quote unquote, article ends up just being whoever the the writer of the article is quoting a bunch of people from Twitter. Like the article headline will be something like, people are outraged over whatever person, politician's decision was on this matter. And, or people hate Whoopi Goldberg or, you know, whatever it is. And you click to, to read the article if you're a, if you're a Whoopi defender or whatever. 
And and all it is is it's it's not like any sort of study's been done or survey where people are giving their opinion. It's just they've quoted like 10, 15 different people who posted something on Twitter negative about something. And that's their basis for saying the Internet explodes over. Right, you know, right. And I don't like that. That is not reporting to me. It's not. You Re- want to Requoting leg- people's tweets is not reporting. Yeah, you want a legitimate source, yeah. not just scrolling Twitter and be like, Here, exactly. here's what's happening. All right, number three on the list of the most famous social networking sites of all time is my personal beloved Instagram. It's mm. always been my favorite. Instagram is a photo and video sharing social network site popular among young people and is used to share photos and videos of everyday life. Founded in 2010, and I downloaded this app the day it launched in the United States in 2010. Mm. And I've loved it ever since because it's not so much words, it is just pictures. Yeah, It does drive me crazy, though, in the past, I'd say five, ten years it's a lot of ads. Mm. I think all of them are turning really ads like Facebook and Instagram. And it's your phone's listening to you. So it's advertising that. And you have to like keep putting like, hey, I don't want to see this anymore. Of course, uh, Instagram is owned by Meta. It was purchased before it became Meta. It was purchased by Facebook. And anytime you have a company like that, that is public, publicly traded like Facebook is, they have to monetize somehow. And so a big question for a long time was, how are these companies going to monetize? And I think the, the obvious answer for Facebook and for Instagram and for anything else is the ads that they blow your feet up with. Do you think they'd ever, because you think about like Hulu and stuff like that, like you can pay for a certain subscription Mm -hmm. to not have ads. Do you feel like any of these social medias at some point may come up with like a membership? And if you pay this, then you don't get ads anymore. That is an interesting concept. Twitter tried that a year ago. I think they still have it. Mm. That's X now, but it was called Twitter Blue. And I think it was 3 or $4 a month, but you got no ads. It's just your straight feed, no suggested who you should follow. It's just what you want. I have two statements that I want to make related to that comment and rela- related to Katie's question and related to your comment. So let me make both of these statements. Don't let me get sidetracked. Number one, I have noticed that all of the streaming services are pushing away from no ad service. They are pricing their no-ad services so high that you almost have no choice but to go to their ad-supported services. And that really ticks me off. I agree. I don't mind paying a little bit extra to not have ads, but they're making it impossible. It's financially untenable for me to continue with Netflix and with uh, Hulu and with all of those services without going the the ad-supported route because I just can't afford it. So I'm just gonna, you know, I've already cut the cord on cable. Now I'm gonna be cutting the feed on all the streams on my streamers. Okay, so that's one. The, the idea that Facebook and Twitter and whoever else, Instagram might go to a pay model where where you get rid of the ads would seem to be flying directly in the face of what the streaming services are doing now, which is trying to drive people to their ad supported service. And then number two. I can't help but point out that I still go, I mean, Facebook basically has blown up with ads. I mean, you know, somebody that I follow on Facebook or somebody that I'm friends with on Facebook, I guess, commented recently, I just counted and every third post that I see on Facebook is an ad for something. And and I counted and sure enough, it was about every third post that, that it was an ad for something. But that doesn't bother me because the reason nowadays that I go on Facebook basically is to shop. I mean, <laughs> like, that's what I... I did like at night when I'm sitting uh, when I'm sitting at home and I want to 
shop for something, I'll go onto Facebook and their ads are great. You know, they're so you actually click dedica- on those ads? Absolutely. Oh I mean, gosh. like the majority of the stuff that they show me in ads is from legitimate sites. Like they'll show me a, an, an ad for Timberland. And if I click on it, it takes me to the Timberland website and I'm looking at boots or they'll show me an ad for Amazon. But it's specifically stuff that they think that I would like to buy from Amazon. So it'll be... The uh, algorithms. Yeah, I mean, it's so, so like, it's more fun to go on Facebook and shop than it is to go on Amazon and shop because Amazon... I've tried to get Amazon to give me good recommendations, and their recommendations are garbage compared to what Facebook shows me. So I I just shop on Facebook. I know we have to move on because we're only on the third one on the list, but I have two points. So you just had two points, and I've got two points. Mm -hmm. My mind is racing. This is very uh, interesting to me, Mm -hmm. so my apologies. But back to the Facebook thing. Yeah. Like you said, to me, as an individual, Facebook is... For me, it's unusable because yesterday I was scrolling, and out of the 25 first posts on my feed, I would say 20 of them were ads, Mm -hmm. ads of accounts I don't even follow. Mm -hmm. But as a business page, we have a Facebook page for all of our businesses Mm -hmm. with Bullcast included. I think it's really important because for me, as a millennial, when I'm shopping with someone new or like I want an advisor, I first go to their social media channel to make sure they're active because that is a sign of legitimacy for me. Mm -hmm. My second point with Facebook is I find it fascinating, the migration from social media site to social media site of the different generations. Because when Facebook first started, it was the young person's social media site. And then their parents started getting on Facebook, and they wanted nothing to do with it. And so they moved to Twitter, and then they moved to Snapchat, and then they moved to TikTok. But with all that said, Facebook has a chokehold on the boomers. They oh, are yeah. they live there. They love it. And that's yeah. that's great for them. But I, I, it's just fascinating to me how the young people just move and migrate yeah. away from Aunt Sally or, or their grandma. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Um, I've watched it happen with my kids. I feel like we may have actually even discussed this point before. The only one of my children that really has any sort of significant presence on Facebook, and it's not even that significant, um, is my oldest child. My younger ones, they never really developed Facebook, any sort of interest in Facebook, because by the time that they were allowed to do social media, the kids had moved on to something else. And so they just, they're not present on Facebook at all. Yeah, it's funny, like when you look up a younger person, like we'll interview candidates for here. And if they're like the Generation Z, you'll look up their Facebook and they only have like 200 friends. It's like, that's weird because me personally, I have like 2,000 friends, but it makes sense because we grew up with Facebook being the social media platform. And they're just like, I have it to have it. Last on your shopping thing, I feel like I shop more from stuff on Instagram, but then that goes more down the influencer route that I see a celebrity that's promoting an item Mm -hmm. on Instagram, which then follows great into the next one on this list. You get the OG. TikTok. No. No. Yes. <laughs> that means court gets the OG. Indeed. Uh, TikTok. And TikTok. That, we did an entire episode on TikTok, maybe buy it, um, which, I mean, that is, it's so much even more extreme than that. TikTok, and it's not on here, so I'm going to kind of lump it together. Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I never considered Pinterest a social media. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I, it's just I, like an online a bulletin board for me, a journal. It's I don't know what you call it. It's a bulletin board, but then apparently there's people that like, I share it just with, if I'm planning a, a shower for somebody, then I may add it in there. For the longest time, my mom and I shared a Pinterest. And so that's the way that her and I would do stuff. And same, I've got a cousin that sh- she's created a board where it's like share with KT. Have um, you ever met someone who calls Pinterest pin interest? 
No. Ew. No. I've, I've encountered that three times, and it makes me want to vomit. Ew. I'm like, where are you getting pen interest from? Yeah. If somebody said that to me, I think I would just say no. <laughs> Well, so obviously we can talk till we're blue in the face about TikTok, but TikTok is one that is very much impacting a lot of people. Um, number one, I have to limit the time that I'm on TikTok. Mm-hmm. If somebody sends me a TikTok, or if I send you a TikTok, you're probably also going to get five more because I'm on it for that time period. But then I'll have to like cut myself off. I cannot let it have notifications go to me because that is a time suck. God, I love TikTok, but man, that is a time suck. Because yeah. it's just they keep they suggest you know video after video, and you can search for something. I personally will go on there like for a specific thing, like hey, I'm trying to come up with a Disney character adult costume. What should it be? Mm-hmm. And then I'll go through all the and then it's just a ripple effect from there. But that is a big financial promoter because people are talking about products and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a cool way to go and get reviews on different products and see what other people think about it. But a lot of people are getting their news. They're getting conspiracy theories from TikTok. Debates. It, debates. A lot of it's topics a, are debated. It's a mixed bag. That's why it's so it's so interesting because you yeah. don't know when you when you flip up to the next one what you're going to get. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about the the feedback that we got from a previous episode that we did where we talked pretty heavily about TikTok. And there were a lot of people who responded to us. A lot of our listeners said basically like, I don't know what TikTok is. I've never been on TikTok. This episode was, you know, not helpful to me because I don't ever use TikTok. I don't know that that was the predominant response, but I got that response from a few people. And let me tell you one of the things that I think would probably appeal to to even those people about TikTok, assuming you can get over the fact that it's communist China running everything and, and learning everything about you. And if that part of it doesn't bother you and you're you're not convinced that China is trying to take over the world, then you might use TikTok to watch movie clips. It's it's kind of become my favorite favorite way to scroll through a lot of clips you know my favorite clips yeah. from movies like they'll they'll just have a cut one cut from a, a movie that's a particularly awesome scene and i love to just flip through those so you know i'm i'm not necessarily looking at a ton of original creators on tiktok i'm just looking at people who have shared clips from movies that they liked and that's fun have if, y'all ever posted twi- uh, tweets at talk- talks <laughs> talks tiktoks have you ever posted videos yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. To go back to the language that we used for Facebook, uh, at least once upon a time, I'm more of just a TikTok lurker. I'm not a creator. I don't put stuff out there. I just go on to watch other people's stuff. My strength on TikTok is not the posts, but it's comments. Mm. Last month, one of my comments got 30,000 likes. Wow. Yeah, it was what, huge. I, what did you say? It was It was a funny... It was just this random video of a butcher, you know, like take like just butchering mm-hmm. a steak and he pulled the fascia off, which is like the clear muscle substance. And I just said, bro, remove the screen protector of the cow. And that, that thing got 30,000 likes. I've, I would have liked that if I'd seen it. I've posted about like 20 videos and my most, what is it? Most liked video is... 1655. Hey. Six, six, 1655. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm, I, I would, I don't think I could ever post any videos because it would, it would be devastating to see the just extraordinarily low number oh, of likes. Oh, excuse that me. That's get. wrong. My most uh, liked one is 2,484. Mm. And that's kind of cringy because it's of my little cousin in yeah, a bathing no. suit. And so that I, oh, really freaks me out. No, yeah, that's, no. That's, that's, that's gross. Yeah. yeah. You might want to take that one down. Yeah. Uh, oh, she's all over 
Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think, I... and that's what, there's so much of what gets you likes or stuff, I think, because mm-hmm. I tagged her in it and she has so many yeah. people that follow her stuff. And mine is just like. Well, shoot, even even on our podcast, we, you know, a lot of what we do, anytime, for instance, we have a guest is if they have a lot of followers on Instagram or on some other social media site, we'll say like, hey, can you make sure that you share the the podcast so we can get out to people who wouldn't necessarily otherwise be exposed to us. And it works that way with anything. If I share a picture of Emily on Instagram, then I guarantee you it will be one of my most liked pictures just Mm -hmm. because she's got so many more followers than I do that all like every picture that she posts that I'm going to get a bunch of likes. And, you know, it's it's not even a picture of me. It's just a picture of my girl. Anyway. Famous by association. Indeed. We are still on our list. Yeah, Yeah. we are. We are. We are really going hard on this list. (laughs) 30 minutes in. We're still on the list. (laughs) I think it's an interesting exercise in in discussing the different sort of because we haven't even gotten to some of the the, the more financial. uh, We haven't even gotten to Elon, really. Yeah. Um, But the next one that you said is the OG. I will actually I will list it. It is MySpace. And Cameron called it the OG. MySpace was one of the first social networking sites and was popular in the early 2000s. Uh, I created a MySpace account around the same time that I created a Facebook account when I was in law school and uh, canceled it at the same time that I canceled my Facebook account. Uh, what is it? Your top, was it six or t- was it six people? Your friends, yeah. Your t- And you could also do your music on there, mm-hmm. yeah. your favorite music. This says that MySpace is still in operation. I had How no idea. Oh my gosh. I wonder yeah. what my login it's is. Man, I, not my, nearly as popular my as My last MySpace, because you would change your name, mm-hmm. my last MySpace name was... KT is a KD. Mm. I, I, I'm not. I'm not proud of this. I don't. I don't want to to, to promote this. We may not even leave this in. But uh, my MySpace name was Nicotine Hero. Oh <laughs> my god! Uh, I could be wrong, but I think like ten years ago, Justin Timberlake purchased MySpace. I think he did mm-hmm. to really will, branch the music out. I think. I just. This is as good a time as any for me to just throw in there. Cameron called MySpace the OG uh, social network. There was actually one before MySpace that I am familiar with that. People in in my generation, uh, it, it came about before MySpace and Facebook. It was called Friendster. Oh the, yeah, you oh, all yeah. remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was that one. But Cameron, let's let's get let's move on to the next social media site since we're still on the list. Well, get I get the on. most boring of them. In well, my opinion, yeah, but it's also probably the most. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> It's the most appropriate for the yeah. show. It is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, and I think to a lot of people my generation, you only use LinkedIn when you're looking for a job or you're trying to hire somebody. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot baked in there. The basis of LinkedIn is networking with yeah. other professionals, yeah. which is helpful. I've networked with a lot of people. Um, you can also write professional articles. I've done that a few times. I've gotten some traction there. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say there's a lot of fun on there. LinkedIn, you don't post the memes or the GIFs. It is for professional content only. Yeah, I I didn't really start super following. I mean, I had a whole bunch of contacts on LinkedIn, but I didn't really start following what people were actually posting on LinkedIn until... Well, I think it was around the time that Katie and I started getting involved in in financial planning and in that aspect, because I started linking with some people who were in the financial planning field. And a lot of the stuff that they post was interesting from that aspect. They would post articles that I was interested in reading. One of our early professors, we actually, we both linked with him, Katie. Yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah. LinkedIn is one I still do not use that much. And I guess it's because forever I was ingrained that 
LinkedIn was when you're looking for a job mm-hmm. and not to actually like network. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just on LinkedIn over here. Don't mind me. <laughs> um, the last one on this list. Yeah. Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> this one is just, it is what it is. Um, well, again, this was, uh, I think this is 2011. Just a, this is just my old man parental sort of take on Snapchat. But I assume that it was probably created so that people could send nude shots to each other and they would disappear after a few seconds but which begs the question robin's cool with you having a snapchat but not a facebook or social media now is so much more ubiquitous than it was back when i first got my facebook account and quite frankly snapchat we both have snapchat accounts and we both use them basically the main thing that i use it for is to communicate with my kids that's how they, they you know they don't text me a lot of right. times they they send me snaps and i'm not on snapchat i have an account i created one a few mm-hmm. years ago but i know you guys really use snapchat yeah. a lot yeah yeah I'm, I'm on snapchat daily with my kids especially with my oldest who probably uses it of my three kids the most but all three of them put content on Snapchat and I see it and I you know I share content on Snapchat I feel like Snapchat has become much more of a private group because you don't have as many people on there Yeah and so you can direct your stuff to one person or to a small group of people a lot more so than you can on like Instagram or Facebook. And, and the it, benefit of it, it's ephemeral content, right? It, it just goes away after a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's just a quick thing. So I think from that of the parental area, it's an issue or of, not even just parental of anybody. Like somebody could be snapping somebody and there's no track record of it. It's yeah. gone. It's not saved. It's not public. To me, I feel like. I'll put something on my snap story that, you know, maybe like, hey, I'm liking my outfit today. I'm going to put this on my snap, but I don't want to necessarily put it on Instagram or Facebook because then that's like staying on there. And tomorrow I may be like, why was I feeling myself yesterday? Like, what was that about? (laughs) Well, that I know more about your outfits and the status of your gas tank from your snaps. I'm I'm always (laughs) posting, you know, about that. I feel left out. I'm downloading it again. (laughs) I'm going to add y'all. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's kind of more silly and just... I just snapped a picture of Court's little miniature Diet Coke can that he just pulled out from thin air and put <laughs> Court Lena's magic. I have there. a little hidey hole in, in the studio now. Now that we're in our new space, there are hidey holes everywhere. So I, I put some Diet Coke in here so that I wouldn't have to stop recording. I can I can just <laughs> grab a Diet Coke and continue to record. It's wonderful. Yep. Okay, so I know we just spent a really long time talking about all these social media sources, but it's because, you know, whether you like it or not, it's kind of like embracing. AI that's coming, whether you like it or not, social media is a huge part of everything. Advertising, shopping, uh, communication, information, information, news source. I mean, it's it, it basically covers the gamut. Yeah, you've got to understand. You've got to know how to use it. Um, from a employer perspective mm-hmm. and an image perspective of what you're putting out there. Well, Cameron and I recruit on, on, for instance, LinkedIn. Back to that, we recruit on LinkedIn all the time. Yeah. It's one of our two big sources for, for recruitment efforts. If we're looking to hire somebody. I mean, even, you know, clients and stuff like that. It's like we may look at your Facebook just to see kind of who you are mm-hmm. and, and what you're about. And yeah. so it really is you putting your presence out there. It's kind of now one of those weird things of if you don't have any social media, it's like, okay, what did you, you what, what did you erase? You, like, <laughs> what is your problem? Yeah. Although I do daily, almost daily anyway, think about just 
Erasing getting rid it all. of all of it. And yeah, I saw somebody, it was on TikTok last night, mm-hmm. that a girl erased all her social medias because she was going to go to the Taylor Swift concert. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted to be completely surprised because mm. that is a bad thing about social media and stuff like that. It's the ultimate spoiler alert. Like everything is out there. If a movie's coming out, if a TV show's coming out, like I was yeah. looking at my Twitter and I was posting like, oh yeah, go Suki Stackhouse. Like mm-hmm. where's Eric? Back in like when we would have to wait a week for a next episode Mm -hmm. and spoilers would be left and right nowadays. And it's you have to stay off of social media if you don't want to find out things. And so good, bad and indifferent was social media. Ostensibly, the episode was was conceived uh, upon the idea that we would be discussing the demise of Twitter or X. And so we probably need to move on to that. But. Uh, I have had fun discussing all of this, and I think we could probably do more to talk about all of this. You know, if you had to name two major things that have been an an effect in the last, say, two decades, uh, social media is one. And then moving forward, the future, obviously, it looks like it's going to be affected seriously by AI. But Well, and if y'all are fine with it, I think pivoting and finishing off, because we were going to talk a little bit more about Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. but I feel like Elon is his own bird that we can talk about not only what he did with X, but also what he's doing with Tesla and how he's really becoming just this big innovator and going, you know, whether you love him or not. But the other thing we haven't talked about with social media is, and there's a couple movies that have come out now where somebody has been missing and we've seen it where because of the power of social media, you're able to reconnect loved ones. You're able to find somebody who's been missing. I've seen several movies recently where they've been able to like do deep dives and like get on their Facebook that then links to their Pinterest that then links to their Instagram and be able to find, you know, who this kid was friends with, find out where they last were located And that branches into like the Find My Friends and like the family, like Life360 apps and how at any moment you can know kind of where your loved ones are. So on one way, it's like, well, crap, everybody's tracking me. They know where I am. But then also on the other side of it, it's a safety mechanism that we're so much more connected now that it's not you're stranded in the middle of nowhere. Nobody knows where you are. It's like, well, your last location from your post you did at a gas station because they have the new ding-dongs, then, you know, we know you were here at this point. Yeah. I often wonder what you could do to manage to keep your phone on you if you were in a situation where someone was trying to abduct you. You know, like what what could you do real quick so that your phone stayed on you so that people could continue to track you or so that you might have an opportunity at some point to to call out for help through your phone? I, I play this game with myself all the time. And I, I think the thing is that the, the criminals probably are like the first thing they want to do. Oh, they want your phone. Is get yeah. rid of your phone. I just find that interesting. But yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a, an option. We did spend so much time on our list that it basically became our episode. So we really could call it a day here and then do another episode that covers covers Elon, Elon yeah. yeah. Part two? A part two, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How about a part two right after this episode? Sure. Back to back. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. But we got carried away, didn't we? We did. We did. But we did. It, but it's you said it's, it's right. This has been a huge yeah. change over the past, you know, decade of really mm-hmm. how this has branched. Streaming. Stream. Okay. 
thank you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you, the, you waved her off. You're like, yeah. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like when I was saying there were two things that have sort of made been major changes in the past couple of decades. It's been it's been social media and I couldn't think of the other one. The other one is streaming. That's had a huge effect on the way we consume media. But Cameron's anyway. on Snapchat now. Perfect. I've just Excited. been fiddling with it. Perfect. Sorry, guys. Amazing. Uh, so anyway, sorry. Yes. Back to what you were saying, Katie. I apologize for interrupting. To kind of wrap up this episode, you have to understand the power of social media and how it really does have a huge impact and that we are rolling into an election season. And so social media is going to be huge. I remember the last presidential election, the, the last presidential election, there was a lot of people that were unfriending people. It was becoming a huge battle. People were getting, it's going to happen getting, again. It's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. But also like more of on a friendly nature, we're going into football season. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a really fun kind of rivalry and kind of go teams and a little bit of healthy trash talk back and forth through social media outlets. Yeah. But it impacts every aspect of it. It impacts your education. It impacts your relationships. And it also, you know, your financial because you can in one way, be swayed by so many ads that, hey, you want to buy this, but also it gives you a source to really vet different companies and figure out what's the good and what's the bad yeah. before you make a big purchase. So it's like anything. It's good in moderation. <laughs> sure. It's good used wisely Yeah. and understanding what it can and can't do. Because my biggest issue is that people try and use like TikTok and, and things like that to educate themselves on all aspects mm -hmm. and you have to know the limits of it. Like when we talked about chat GPT, like it only can give information up to a certain point. A person on TikTok talking to you about what stocks you should buy or how you should allocate your budget or things like that. They're speaking to a mass. They're mm -hmm. not speaking to you individually. And so I just hope that everyone takes everything on social media as it is and don't try and make it more than it is. Indeed. I guess if I had to say anything about social media in terms of providing any sort of critique, it would just be that social media has a tendency to amplify the echo chamber that a lot of people are already in. So regardless of what beliefs you have, uh, what religious beliefs you have, what political beliefs you have, whatever you have, uh, it might be wise every now and then to treat your social media the same way that you would treat your family dinner table. Avoid those topics that uh, that are going to cause controversy. Now, there is a time and a place for people to use, for instance, Twitter as the public square to shout your ideas from the rooftops and so forth if you really have something that you want to advocate for. But it doesn't always have to devolve into a fight. And um, just remember that uh, there are wide and varied opinions about every single topic out there. And uh, if we can't at least be respectful of each other, then we probably don't deserve the toys. <laughs> so, you know, like... Court's going to take all the toys away. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to get too preachy, but I guess that's kind of a good way to wrap up the first half of what has now become our two-part series on the demise of X. And ladies and gentlemen, there is the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, then please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service. We're available on, I think, most, if not all of them to sign up and have our podcast beam directly to your device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about Katie, Cameron and Court, 
find out about our political leanings and our religious beliefs, too bad, because we don't put it out there. But if you'd like to find out more about us, just, you know, as people and, uh, you know, sort of what's going on with us uh, and find out more about our podcast, you can go to our podcast website. That is bullcastpodcast.com. Drop us a comment. Uh, suggest a topic you'd like to hear us talk about or suggest a guest. If there's somebody you'd like to hear, come on our show. Ladies and gentlemen, do you like pictures? Well, we already mentioned Instagram in this podcast, and we do have an Instagram handle. That handle is at Bullcast Podcast. And we also mentioned Twitter slash X. We have an X handle. That handle is also at Bullcast Podcast. And we have a Facebook page. Uh, the Facebook page is Bullcast the Podcast. We do not have a Threads handle as yet, but you know, eventually we'll probably get one of those too. So uh, check us out there. Finally, if you uh, would like to find out any more information about me, Katie, or Cameron, find out about the place where we work, which we have mentioned on occasion is Pickler Wealth Advisors, feel free to go to that company website. You can find out a lot more about us and what we can offer you, what we can do for you. The problems that we can solve for you. You can find out about our amazing team and our boss, David Pickler. That website is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, you have all of the information you need to succeed. So for now, I am Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we're done. <laughs>